Just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and we are back with another round for entertainment and current events. Wonderful Nikita is here. <laughs> What's good? And the lovely, fabulous Lizzo. Hey, Michael. And the blonde <laughs> bombshell import from Canada, Tracy Stern. Oh, my gosh. Oh, What's Canada. up, eh? What's up, eh? Yes. Oh, go ahead and say your part. Out and about. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, my gosh. No, it's more like, oh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be their new campaign. Oh, the Great White North. Canada. Come visit Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> First, hey, that's up. what we do in bed. Oh my lord! First up, Seth Rogen has message for comedians who complain about cancel culture. Seth Rogen doesn't care to complain about cancel culture. The comedian made an appearance on Good Morning Britain to promote his new book, yearbook that nobody's going to buy, where he admitted that he's not sure why many comedians are worried about the dreaded cancel culture's influence on the industry. There are certain jokes that, for sure, have not aged well, but I think that's the nature of comedy. I think conceptually. Those movies are sound, and I think there's a reason they've lasted as far as people still watching and enjoying them today. Jokes are not things that necessarily are built to last. So he, I don't know if you remember from last week or the week before, he's under fire anyways because he apparently was covering for James Franco, who mm-hmm. was apparently victimizing females on sets. Various sets at that. So I don't know if this is his way. I kind of felt like this was his way to kind of like shift focus and try to make him seem like he's coming out on top. What are your thoughts? I don't think that his statement about the jokes not aging well was true because I still when you when y'all were watching Ch- Dave Chappelle's show that shit was funny as hell. And when I go back and watch Bernie Mac and Martin and all those early late like the 90s, early 2000s, 80s like Richard Pryor, it's still funny. It is. It is. It is funny. It is funny because they say things that you sometimes think, but you don't want to say. Yeah. Right. It's the uncomfortability that makes it funny. And uh, I think it's okay. So long as you're being not serious about it. Right. Yeah. I I agree with that. But then sometimes you can go over the line. So it's a real, it's, it's a real kind of a thing. Some people, it's funny. It's funny. Now it's not funny. Yeah. And it's not, it's the one straw that broke the camel back. Let, let's go old school and go Eddie Murphy. Yes. Oh, Eddie Murphy. I mean, they're classics. I don't. Nobody I can't. Would criticize Eddie I Murphy got McDonald's. No. Yeah, I what was his? Mr. Ain't got no ice cream. Mr. Robinson's uh, neighborhood, Mr. right it's on Saturday Life. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful yes. Day yes. In the <laughs> Do that so I'm well. sick of cancel culture. I just feel like it's taking away people's voices. It is. I well, kind of feel that way hot too. In the hot tub. Ow, That's why you just need to get a podcast, and then they just you can't do shit about it. Well, uh, we're, but we're trying to get canceled. Seth Rogen, <laughs> or not Seth Rogen? <laughs> I'm cancel sorry. Seth Rogen will take his place. Yeah, not him, but <laughs> Joe Rogan. He uh, yeah. because no, they Joe went Rogan. back and looked at his other shows. They yeah. went ahead and snatched up. I think it was Spotify snatched up like a hundred episodes. Just. Dropped them out. Mm. Yes, got rid of them. So I think we're well on our way to that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good news. We just posted our 150th episode. Oh, my so, goodness, yes. Michael. We I have a hundred. Yes, wow, we're already almost, um, I think, in the can now. We should be up to, like, almost 160. I think by the end of, like, probably June, we'll be at, like, 210. Oh, God. Probably. Maybe 200. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't get tired thinking people. about that. Uh, there's a lot. Don't I know it was great when we were people. launching um, the Curvy Flipper Collaborative. Yes, also from the EM2 Group production mm-hmm. studio. Um, I put in the first two episodes, and I was like, 
I haven't seen it look like that in a while. <laughs> Just two. two. Yes, but it was like... Well, next week, there's two more coming. Yes, yeah. coming yeah. soon yeah. to a so, phone and computer near you. That's right. But you know what's cool is I can actually link on my website. I can upload podcasts to my website. So even if they censor it... And that's why I put it on there. Um, yeah. There's a link to your actual web page yeah. on the offshoot page from Anchor. So if somebody wants to find your web page, what's your address? Oh, I made I, my brand is idiot proof. It's the curvy flipper on all platforms. Yes, the curvyflipper.com. Yeah, that's it. And if you go to the curvyflipper.com with the in front of it, not yes, just curvy, the, the curvy, curvy flipper. And who, why does everybody want to keep putting an e in curvy? Oh, I don't know. I've Since never. When the fuck that you spell curvy with an e? Is that v e y? No. Maybe you're you... spelling it Canadian. No. <laughs> a. I a. mean, we ours worst of Take ours off, is o u r for like color and shit like that. But oh, color. They, everybody's like, is that c u r v e y? No. no. What fucking and when did has you it ever to? been? Right. Ugh. What school did you not graduate from? So, next up, Quincy Jones reveals he wouldn't have worked with racist Elvis Presley. So, apparently, legendary music producer Quincy Jones has worked with countless music icons over his many decades in the music business. However, he recently revealed that he wouldn't have worked with Elvis Presley, claiming the king of rock and roll was a racist. Jones sat down for an interview with The Hollywood Reporter to discuss his long and acclaimed career, with the conversation eventually turning toward Presley by way of Michael Jackson. I I can understand, and I guess I'm not too surprised, but what are your thoughts here? Call me crazy, but a white man born in Mississippi before 1950? Racist? No way. Clearly. Yeah, I just, I don't know what good is coming He's of, like, not, why? to talking about it now. Yeah. Right. I mean, Elvis is not relevant. But he Quincy may not Jones be dead. Is not- is not necessarily relevant anymore. Well, he's, he's set. Like he is set. Who, I don't. Why are we? There's no one there to prove that. Why are you it's digging easy that up? To say that now because now you're going with popular. But I bet you back in the day, had Elvis walked up to him and said something, you bet your ass Quincy probably would have done something. Well, you, you know. Be- yeah. Go ahead. Y'all know Quincy Jones messy because he came out and <laughs> said that Richard Pryor and um, what's his name? Last name Brando. Marlon, Marlon Brando were having sex. So you what? Yes, Quincy is messy, girl. He came out a couple of years ago. He always pops up with something from way back when. But you know what? We're talking about him. Yeah. So it's I'm, working. I'm it's this just, is more proof of yeah. the no publicity is bad publicity. Any publicity. He is got a coin though. I don't understand why. He that's that's what I'm getting at. His net worth is through the roof. Yeah, but that's it's not what. But when you about. get old, it's, you can just run your mouth. It's about relevancy. If you're not Fame. relevant. Mm-hmm then you're not making money. And if you have money, you want to keep making it. Well, and he's already worth over $500 million. That's and chump change. I want to say we know someone else that's worth more than that. That's chump change in the industry. Her name is Celine Dion. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh gosh. But also the material girl. So, they, I mean, $500 million, it is chump change-ish now, especially when everyone's basically rolling out of bed and turning into a billionaire. But... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please let me roll out of bed tomorrow and turn into a billionaire. <laughs> I'm saying, what is the secret there? I guess we just need to put up a special limited edition so, video. Michael, you and I know a billion dollar business. Yes. And we're going to be doing that. Yeah. Yes. It's coming up next week. That's for sure. Yeah. I just want to have some, what's it called? Coin. Coin. <laughs> yes. Oh, got that coin. That milf money. Yeah. Oh, yes. We want that milf money. That's the that's that money. Milf that's Tracy. Money or Wait, milk that, money. That's someone that tra- call my name. That's that money that Tracy's got. That milf, milf money. money. Milf money, dude. I got an Instagram. I got someone who. I got a message in my Instagram box. First, the message was whatever, and the dude. It's hysterical. And then he goes, honestly. 
I just want, I have a MILF on my bucket list. So, you know, one night, what do you think? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. wow, that's a proposition, dude. Yeah, let me jump all over that one. Liz Seriously. wants to know his number. Did he have a fish? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't have a fish, but he, um, I'll, I'll, I'll show you his pictures. Any yes. dead animals? I know. Did he even at least have like, a, a good sized sausage? Does he is he taking a picture with his dog? No. <laughs> no. Or, or, or better yet, is he holding cats? No. <laughs> no, he's got three posts on his Instagram. Three. Oh. three. oh, he is a heavy hitter. Right? I mean if I'm gonna do anybody, I better get some fucking publicity. Is it out a of picture it. of himself? That's what I'm saying. Especially if it's a one nighter. Amen. On that we'll be right back <laughs> after these messages. <laughs> Welcome back. So you were talking about the Friends reunion that everyone was talking about. They made a lot of money off of it. I didn't realize it was a one-off. I thought it was going to be one season. Anyways, Matthew Perry drew attention because he has drawn attention in the past for his addiction issues. Then he drew attention because he got through them and was sober. Then he was seen in these interviews slurring his words. So now they have come forward with Matthew Perry's slurring in Friends reunion trailer from Dental Work. Could Matthew Perry's dentist be any more embarrassed? The Friends star much discussed speech, an issue in the Friends reunion trailer, was due to emergency dental work, the UK's Sun reports, and not as was widely assumed the star's equally publicized struggles with substance abuse. Matthew turned up to the reunion in April, and members of his team said that he had an emergency tooth procedure that day. The tabloid source said that was said to impact his well-being and also how he was feeling. So So where's the picture of him in the dental chair? That's what I was going to say. What are our thoughts? Yes? No? Maybe his dentist is his coat dealer. (laughs) (laughs) And he had a little bit of a little work. before. Maybe the dentist is giving him laughing gas and he's addicted to that now. Um, One of my friend's dads um, from long ago, he got into it. He was a very respected doctor and all of this. And he was getting into the meds. I have have an off the air story about laughing gas. Oh, Uh, well, and 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 a oh, dentist. Can, is it off the air, but it can be on the YouTube channel? <laughs> it can be on the YouTube channel. Behind the Mic series. Yes, that's a plug. Behind the Mic. What is the address for us on YouTube, my dear? Just uh, trust just me. My, just trust me underscore okay. Yes, that's our YouTube channel. We have episodes coming. Stay <laughs> tuned. <laughs> More episodes of wrongness. Yes. So, and she'll be disclosing that conversation behind the mic. So go ahead. So your thoughts here are that his dentist is his drug dealer slash laughing gas dealer. <laughs> well, most dentists are known for giving their patients cocaine as as a numbing agent. Yeah. I think, a, I think that's an old school practice. That's an old school yeah, practice. I, was about to say, yeah. I must have went to the wrong dentist. That's like that's <laughs> what like, that that's dentist like, number. No, that's like the old school masturbating well, a female was, on the doctor's table to like help her. Well, I had a whatever. friend who had ear surgery or some kind of surgery on her ear, and they Put packed cocaine. it. With, they packed it with cocaine in to, her to ear, n- not like around her ear where they cut to numb it. Yeah. 
Cocaine is can numbs whatever you put it against. What year was this? This was back in the dark ages in the nineties in the nineties or two thousands. That was working. <laughs> I thought she was about to say the seventies. <laughs> This is, this is back in the 60s. She's like my opium dealer. Right. <laughs> when I, I, when to, I was a pagan witch. When I, when I used to go to Studio 54. Exactly. So I was like, yeah, the dentist in the back of Studio 54. Like, who's doing these things? Oh my God. I think they still use it. <laughs> I cannot with her tonight. The sad part is, I can't tell if she's on cocaine. No. <laughs> what can that vaping? In your vaping I pipe. know. What did you get? Cocaine. <laughs> yep. Oh well, my it's God. in the air, so now we're all laughing gas. Everybody uh, take a good sniff. So, next up to keep us on our toes, <laughs> another radio host is suspended over racist on air impressions. Oh, God. Yes. Oh. And I like that she just did the impression of Mr. Robinson. <laughs> so, KFI AM's Tim Conway Jr. and his executive producer, Sharon Belio, have been suspended for a week without pay after fans of the station complained about an on air incident in which the producer pretended to be Yuko Sakamoto, the wife of local sports radio personality Vic the Brick Jacobs, and performed a racist caricature as the month of May marks Asian American Pacific Aww. Islander Hair. That's a mouthful. Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. I think they took a page from the LGBTQIA plus book with that. Many listeners were naturally in an uproar over the situation. First of all, after everything that just happened, do we really think this is the time to be impre- impersonating Asians? Right. On the air. Lives they are getting them girls up out of the <laughs> You guys were asking for it. What were you thinking? Oh my god. Yes. You heard it? Oh psh. yeah, I just I don't know. What do you think? Poor taste, Tracy? They had it coming. <laughs> Nikita. I I just love that. <laughs> Some people's decision-making ability is just limited. Some, nothing, some people's what? Decision-making yes. ability is but limited. Have, like, limited. there's nothing better to do, right? Or talk like you've got. What were you thinking? To, yeah, you got to resort to that. I'm like, it just to me that just seems a little. That's like the same people that, like, you know, a month after JFK is shot, they're like making jokes about it. It's like, what are you thinking? I just probably not a good idea. I love how they're bringing awareness to Asian hate because I know, amen, for myself, I have made you, buying food from the Chinese restaurant. I have made jokes. And so I love that they're bringing awareness to that now because now I don't make those jokes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because we forget that you can be racist to other different, you know, um, ethnicities other than, you know, black. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I do love uh, Margaret Chow when she makes fun of other Koreans, though. Well, <laughs> but see, it's just like with every like, culture. Like but that's I the like rule. Her. If you're yeah. white, you can make fun of white people. If you're black, you can make fun of black people. If you're Asian, you can make fun of Asian. But you can't cross cultures and right. make fun of it. But if you're just, gay, sometimes you can get away with making fun of everyone. So. And if, and if <laughs> you're gay privilege. Gay privilege. Welcome. And if you're tranny, you can make fun of everyone. Everyone. Yeah. So, I can't make fun of anybody. Speaking of racists, Louisiana woman arrested for allegedly sending slew of threatening and racist emails containing the N-word to New Orleans TV station. So a Louisiana woman was recently arrested on cyber stalking charges 
charges after allegedly sending a series of threatening and racist emails to a local TV news station. She was arrested on Friday, according to the New Orleans Police Department and Orleans Parish Court Records reviewed by Law and Crime. The defendant stands accused of sending 81 emails to the station, which has yet to be publicly identified, and of specifically targeting one particular on-air personality, according to court documents. I mean, what's crazy to me is... What are you doing sending emails? Like, you may as well just hand drop them off with your return address on it. Did they impound her trailer? <laughs> are you white making fun of a white lady? So, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with her? <laughs> like, that what is the just fuck somebody, is wrong with people? That is somebody who just has really nothing else going on. 81 emails? Oh my God, I have a hard enough time putting together three promo videos. Girl, you know, <laughs> you know what I say, girl. She ain't got no business. If I write more than, scene, I have no business. Yeah. If I write more than like twenty emails a day, I'm thinking oh, that's a hard day's worth of work. Louisiana lady Caroline, I mean, you could have come and worked for free with me and made eighty-one promo videos. I mean, it'd have been good production. Yeah, Liz in her panties. <laughs> that that is addictive behavior. That's that is eighty-one. A, that is compulsive. That's effort. Yeah, that's she. Whatever bug crawled up her ass, she so, would not get rid so of it. So to be clear, to racism. So to be clear, eighty-one emails, and this is the specification. Those emails, some of which contain the N word, were sent over the course of oh, one God. week earlier this month, from May fifth through May eleventh. So wow. in six days, she 81 sent eighty-one emails. emails. Wow, that's more than like ten a day. That lady, what are you doing? Wow. <laughs> so. Oh my God, I don't even have enough time in my day to send two emails. Never mind. I just don't. I'm like. What are you? What happened? I don't. I don't wow. get it. So next up, um, coming from some weird stuff that just happened, it still has yet to be a thousand percent confirmed. But Kevin Spacey casting defended by producer Paul Schrader says, "Let him act." If not guilty, I cast him because he is a great actor, says the producer of Spacey's new movie. So Kevin Spacey, for those who somehow don't know what's going on with him and why you're not seeing him anywhere right now, is because he has all of these alleged happenings in his past with actors when they were younger and taking advantage of them. Potentially drugging them, assaulting them. They don't necessarily say to the extent specifically, but as we talked about, I think it was last week or the week before, they still, and there's a deadline. I don't even know if they met that yet. I have to go look that up, actually. Um, There was a deadline for the person to identify himself because he was just listed as a complainant or whatever you want to call that. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, what are your thoughts on him being cast, even though there's all of these disparities out it there? It comes with him? baggage, but if you're willing to take the baggage along with it, why not? I mean, honestly, like Hollywood and the news picks and choose who they want to pick on because no. they don't hold everyone to the same no, standard. No, they don't. Right. You've got actors out there that have offended worse than Kevin Spacey, but for some reason, he's the fucking uh, scapegoat. I agree with that. There's a lot of scapegoating that goes on. Mm-hmm. You know? So, to me, it's like, why are they picking on him and, and black you know um trying to blackball him yeah you know they're they're basically not allowing him to do his job it's right. his job so they're not allowing him to do his job but then you've got other actors who are not being held to the same standard you've got one publication saying something racist about something and then you've got them nailing somebody else who's doing it and it's the same fucking thing so they're it, it's you know and and I'm going to get this is the best way I can think about it but you've got this is way fucking left field, but you've got Christians and the Bible that want to pick and choose 
what yep. they want to believe. Oh, you mean Republican Christians? And what they, <laughs> just Christians in general? They We're want, going down a rabbit hole. In other words, the whole basically, it's like, can we hold everybody to the same standard or nobody to a standard? Well, I agree with that. But one of the actors specified Mark Ebenock, an actor who accused Spacey of sexual misconduct on the set of the 1995 movie Outbreak, condemned the casting in an interview with TMZ saying that the casting is arrogant, irresponsible, and absurd, given Spacey is being hired to play a sex abuse investigator after his personal history of alleged sexual abuse and misconduct. Oh, that's different. And they also said first thought when hearing about the casting was, what the hell? (laughs) I mean, okay, now when you explain it that way, I'd be like... It's a little different. I mean, it'd be different if he was just playing... If he was playing the evil president, then it would make sense (laughs) anyway. (laughs) But, maybe, the, yeah. maybe the casting director be doing the same shit, so that's why he don't give a fuck. There's I so mean, many there's smoke. There's fire. There's so many dirty and closets be a lot out of free there. Publicity. Yes. Oh, yeah. a lot well, of publicity. Kevin Spacey is a great actor. Yes, his body of work is awesome. I was just yes, thinking about it. Midnight in the Garden of Good and he Evil. He is, but he's got plenty of money, and maybe he should take Roman a note from Roman Polanski and just leave the country and just be done with it. On that note, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. I cannot, before we talk about this specific article, I cannot get over how amazing Gwen Stefani continues to look. Oh my God. She's kind of in that same league as like Jennifer Aniston. They're just like ageless and only getting younger somehow. I know what they do. They take souls. souls. Oh my Lord. So now that we were just talking, we're having a lot of very appropriate segues. So we were just talking about the Asian hate that was done on the air with that um, radio host who should not have been doing that in the first place. But Gwen Stefani is now defending herself against longtime cultural appropriation claims. So, So singer Gwen Stefani addressed accusations that she appropriated Japanese culture throughout her career in a new interview with Paper Magazine. If we didn't buy and sell, trade our cultures in, we wouldn't have so much beauty, you know, Stefani said of her Harajuku girls, a group of four Japanese girls who accompanied the Hollaback Girl singer on the tour and for media appearances. The former no-doubt frontwoman explained what sparked her interest in having the girls become part of her stage act, which she, which she said was richly influenced by Japan. I had this idea that I would have a posse of girls girls because I never got to hang out with girls and they would be Japanese Harajuku girls because those are the girls that I love. Those are my homies. She told the paper. That's where I would be. If I had my dream come true, I could go live there and could go hang out in Harajuku. So what are your thoughts on this? Now back to what Tracy said, they pick and they choose because when you talk about this, the Harajuku culture, I think about Nicki Minaj, you know, cause she's been doing that her whole career. So I think they pick and choose who they want to condemn for that. Yeah, I I agree with that. I just 
I don't understand what the whole problem here is. Now, I will say, and it's funny because you keep bringing her up, and there's finally something on her. In 2005, <laughs> comedian Margaret Cho slammed <laughs> Stefani's idea, comparing it to the minstrel shows of the Jim Crow era. I want to like them, and I want to think they are great, but I am not sure if I can, Cho wrote on her website of the Harajuku Girls. I mean, racial stereotypes are really cute sometimes, and I don't want to bum everyone out by pointing out the minstrel show. She added, to me, a Japanese schoolgirl school uniform is kind of like blackface. Okay. Well, then that's from somebody who knows. I, I don't know the culture, so I really can't make that that quick of a thing. To I, don't, I didn't feel like... Um, I guess the question is, where do you draw that line? I feel like she was genuinely um, entranced with that culture, yeah, and I feel she, like she just I, loved it. Yeah. But then... Oh, I hate that because now I can play both sides of the fence because some somebody white can be in love with black culture and they want to wear black face because they just want to be black so bad. But then that's not a good look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so but it kind of go both ways. But it wasn't like she was like, try, like she herself was wearing the clothes, but she wasn't doing anything like overtly Asian-esque to that she level. Like, she like, didn't like ma- ma- do makeup as an yeah, Asian yeah, person. Like, yeah, a piece of clothes. She wasn't doing... Um, I do want to read that. She wasn't doing what's it called? Um, the the geisha. kabuki geisha stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She wasn't doing all that. So, I mean, I don't see. And how- like I wear an onk. Does that mean I want to. Does that mean I'm. I mean, I'm you are trying- racist, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get canceled because of you and Stefani me. Stefani is so unproblematic. <laughs> I just. That's what I'm saying. Like, why are you pushing? I just. I don't know. I feel like this is one of those examples where they're pushing for a problem where there isn't one. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. What are your thoughts here, Tracy? Well, there's actually, and I'm trying to find um, her name because I haven't really seen her much lately. But there was a woman in um, Germany who loves the black culture, loves black women. She wanted to be black. So she literally took melanin, like high doses of melanin, and she is now black. Like, oh, I seen that. Oh, like years yeah. ago, yeah. Years, like she, and that's like, like that's an extreme. Wow. It was another one too. She Rachel was... Dolezal. She wanted to be black so bad. Oh you remember gosh. her? I do remember her vaguely, but only because of that last name. So. Mar- <laughs> Martina name. Big, and she's got like triple G breasts on top of it. Oh my! She God. has a lot of other issues going. Up <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah, including back pain. I think, back pain. I think being yeah. black yes. is only the small part of it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah she um, has a mental. So Tracy mental actually brought issue. this story up, and I was glad that she did because I have seen these pictures all over Facebook, and when I talk about it, you're going to know what I'm talking about. I love this. Mary Dad of three wears skirts and heels to work because he can yep. and to prove clothes have no gender. And he looks fantastic. He his does his, he has fabulous legs. Um, awesome. He has been wearing women's clothes in public for the past four years because he wants to prove clothes have no gender. Mark Bryan, a 61 year old American living in Germany defiantly dons tight skirts and high heels to the office at the shops and even at home. The six foot tall robotics engineering manager yep. told Board Pan he first started wearing heels when he was in university at the request of his then girlfriend but it was not until four years ago that Mark began wearing skirts because I can so there's fabulous pictures of him and like I said he's got amazing legs so I I don't know he's bald he's got he's like sex in the city a man wearing sex in the city wardrobe 
Like yes. if you go look at all of his photos, he has got Sex in the City wardrobe options, and they're fabulous. He's in the lab, and he's wearing power suits with like designer uh, stockings, and he and he wears like four inch stilettos. His fashion sense is fantastic. Liz, Liz you do not look impressed. <laughs> Liz is like, um, I'm gonna I kill look him. Like that. What's going? What is going through your head, Lizzo? I'm just. <laughs> Look at this one. He's wear- look at this. He's got a mini skirt. I like the skirt. Yes, <laughs> you would love the fashion. Like I like. I've, I've his- seen him on Facebook, and yeah. I like the fashion. He's I don't got know one what. It's got like tulle underneath the skirt, and he's like walking. Across Is he the trying street to like- make a point about gender fluidity? Yeah, that, yeah, that, to be sarcastic about it or something. No, no he's literally saying that I, you should be able to wear what you want to wear. It doesn't mean it's gender identified. Which, okay, which I, I kind that. I which can- I kind of get that with like um, some people that are not quite so in your face about it. That it's like you know well. Why is it when a little girl is born, the only thing she's given is pink? Right. And the only thing she's given are dolls. dolls. Mm-hmm. And why can't she like trucks? Why can't she like blue? Why can't she like red? Like, why et can't little boys have kitchen sets? Why right. can't little boys have dolls too? Yeah, there's right. that whole... But, I mean, you see on the runway, lately you've seen weird stuff on the runway, but it's not the first time skirts have been on the runway in a men's fashion show. No. Yeah. It's they're, not. They're oh, God, no, it's not. always <laughs> testing... Nikita doesn't know it, but we're going to have matching skirts this fall. My thing is, is, okay, so he did it for one year. Four. Four years. He just liked wearing that stuff. Well, of course he does. Yeah, he just wanted, he's been wanting, he's been waiting for that moment his whole life. Yes. I just, you know, if his intent is true and not to be like, well, I'm going to make fun of the they's and the them's and all of that. I don't think he's making fun of it. I always wonder what his intentions are. And I've always I've looked at it a couple of times on Facebook and just said, what's his intentions? The gag is that, <laughs> <laughs> that he wants to try to look like Wendy Williams. So that's that's his eventual goal. Um, must get some I have to make sure to bring this article up before Tracy departs. Caitlyn Jenner says she will oh, cancel... God. Cancel culture and wake up the woke. Oh, somebody needs to cancel her. So Caitlyn Jenner is running for governor of California. And Caitlyn Jenner. party? I love it. Republican. When elected governor of California, I will cancel, cancel culture and wake up the woke, she tweeted. Jenner has had a storied career in reality television and blah, 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 blah. I did speak with all my children and I said, hey. I don't want one tweet. I don't want you. This is my deal, she told CBS this morning. I said, if anybody asks any questions in the media, because obviously they are in the media, I just said, say no comment, address your comment to me. So apparently she is going all in with this. But in another article, she also stated that she's going to put together some sort of a council, rather, or a committee, I'm sorry, of people to determine on a case-by-case basis of a person, whether they're actually transgender or just using the label out of convenience. Oh, will I get a pink triangle then? I guess. I don't know. This is very, like, or, Hail Hitler era. Yeah. So, I don't, Handmaid's Tale. I need, oh, I need her to elaborate on this. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I look forward to seeing her elaborate on what she means so my, by that. Yeah. So what I have, to, if I lived in California, I'd have to put a case together and present. Oh yes, I'm transgender because I feel like this, this, and this, and I have to justify myself. They would take you into a back room and they would say, "Just trust me, okay? <laughs> have a good night. Thanks." <laughs> much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. 
I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania 